0: turn to 1st John. Uh, If you don't have, uh, we're finishing up our lesson we started last week, lesson four uh, in our series. If you don't have one of our handouts, Brother Mott has those for you. We're gonna start here, lesson four, the answer to prayer is receiving. The answer to prayer is receiving. We're gonna start in 1st John in chapter number three. This morning, first time Lizzie's walked an aisle in a long time. First John chapter three. First John chapter three, and we'll look at verse 22 here this morning. And whatsoever we ask, we receive of Him, because we keep His commandments and do those things that are pleasing. In His sight. Let's pray together. Lord, we thank You. Lord, for the opportunity to open Your Word today. Lord, how exciting it is as we learn about prayer. How exciting to know, Lord, that we can receive from You. And Lord, as we continue this thought this morning, as we look together, Lord, I pray we would be encouraged and challenged. Lord, most of all, I pray that we would learn to pray. That we would learn to pray, expecting an answer, expecting to receive. And Lord, we're doing that even now. Lord, we're asking you to do something today that only you can do. Lord, I pray that you be glorified. Lord, help us. Lord, help me. Uh, Lord, to teach you right your truth today. In your precious name we pray, amen. Matthew 7 says, or what man is there of you whom his son asked bread will give him a stone? We talked about two weeks ago the fact that prayer, by definition, is asking. Uh, it says, "Ye have not because ye ask not in James 4. Matthew 7, 7 says, Ask, and it shall be given you. Seek, and you shall find. Knock, and it shall be opened unto you. Uh, prayer is asking. And if prayer is asking, then it only makes logical sense this morning that the answer to prayer is receiving. And I want to go over a few of the uh, the notes that we gave last week. I wonder if you weren't here, you can catch up. Uh, if you missed those and we had a... A bit of a technical difficulty last week maybe you may have missed some of the things on our screen last week as well but as we think about this number one in your notes this morning the scriptures teach that an answer to prayer is getting what you asked for now our thinking is so twisted sometimes that we expect nothing of prayer and we think prayer is a spiritual exercise Uh, Some of you maybe, I know we're seven uh, days into the new year, 2024, maybe some of you decided you were going to start exercising uh, this year. I was not one of those people, but maybe you were, and you decided you were going to go and you were going to lift some weights, or you were going to run on the treadmill. Uh, Some of you didn't even know it was a treadmill, you thought it was a laundry holder, but maybe you started walking on the treadmill, or uh, God help us, running on the treadmill, or doing some exercise and every day you've been exercising. So often we think of prayer as a, a religious exercise. But that's not what prayer is. Prayer is asking God. And if prayer is asking God, then the answer to prayer uh, is receiving. Uh, Jesus speaks that very plainly when he says, Ask and ye shall receive. James 4, 2, You have not because ye ask not. Uh, I uh, mentioned Uh, Last week uh, a man who spoke of uh, prayer And how prayer uh, so often we look at it as uh, Well I can pray and maybe God will answer this Or maybe he'll answer that Or maybe he'll give me this Illustration for you this week uh, Brother Colton has put a lot of work into uh, Several print print things we've done in the last few months And uh, one of the items we spent a lot of time on uh, Was supposed to be right there And right there and they will be next week uh, but we went to go pick up these materials that were done and we got there and they were not what we wanted we asked for a certain color and wasn't even in the same ballpark Uh, things weren't even close and we didn't say okay thank you that's what we want we said no that's not what we asked for Uh, so it's getting redone they're fixing that for us why We ask for something and we expect to receive what we ask for. Christian, when we pray, we need to understand that God wants us to pray and ask for that which he wants to give us, uh, that we can receive. Uh, We need to get out of our mindset that uh, rather prayer is an exercise. Prayer is asking. Uh, I said the scriptures teach that an answer to prayer is getting what you ask for. Number two, how to pray in the will of God for a yes answer how to pray in the will of God for a yes answer how many of you remember when you were a kid and you asked your mom or your dad something and you were hoping they would say yes remember that I remember when I was a little guy I would ask my dad all the time I'd ask him if we could go fishing now for us to go fishing it did not involve getting in a car and driving somewhere, uh, for us to go fishing, it involved us going back behind the barn and going to the backwater or maybe going a little farther back to the river and going fishing. And as a boy, I love to go fishing. And I remember asking my dad many times, hey, can we go fishing? And, man, sometimes he said yes, sometimes he said no. But I always wanted a yes. I always wanted to hear yes. Christian, we're going to talk just a few moments this morning about how we can pray in the will of God. When we pray in the will of God, we can receive what we ask for. The Bible teaches us that. Uh, We, number one, oftentimes we don't pray specifically. We just say, Lord, bless. We don't ask God. We don't say, Lord, I I have this need. Lord, Lord, would you meet this need? Lord, as we pray for others, and and in the weeks to come, we're going to talk about very soon praying for the needs of others. But if I'm going to pray in the will of God for a yes answer, uh, letter A in your notes there, there must be a complete surrender to the will of God. There must be a complete surrender to the will of God. If I want to get to a place where I know that I can ask God and receive what I ask, I have to be in the will of God. I have to be surrendered to His will, not my will. Jesus teaches us that as He kneels in the garden, and He says, "Not my will, but thine be done." Remember what He said: "I would that this cup could pass from me, but not my will, thine will." Jesus wasn't saying, "Lord, God, I I don't want to go through this." He wasn't talking to the Father, saying, "Hey, let me let me get out of this somehow." He wasn't asking for that. Why? Because he knew that was not the will of God. We need to be surrendered to the will of God. Delight thyself also, and he shall give thee the desires of thine heart. Hallowed be thy name. The Lord taught the disciples to pray, thy will be done in earth. We need to have a complete surrender to the will of God. Complete surrender. Let her be in your notes, and I believe this is where we finished up last week. Let her be in your notes this morning. There must be, there must be an understanding of God's word so that we may know the will of God. The will of God is not some spooky thing, it's not some mystical thing. It's not something I've got to, you know, i got to read the tea leaves and figure it out. God makes it very plain in Scripture, His will. Now, I admit this morning there are some, some aspects of the will of God that are unclear where we are right now. The Bible speaks about His Word being a, a lamp unto our feet and a light unto our path. I remember many times as a boy going hunting. And I grew up in the, the hills of West Virginia and I would go out bow hunting I wasn't hunting bows, I was hunting deer, but I'd use a bow. And as I was going out deer hunting with my bow, I'd go out in the bush early in the morning, before daylight, when it was dark. Now, I'm not afraid of the dark, but I am afraid of one thing in the dark. I used to be. I used to be terrified of spiders. How many of you are afraid of spiders? I used to be terrified of them. They don't bother me as much anymore. But where I'm from, early season hunting in the dark, when you're walking through the bush, if you're not careful, you walk through <laughs> spider webs. You ever walk through spider webs in the dark? You ever imagine there's five thousand spiders on you when you do that? And you start smacking yourself and beating yourself. I used to be a good-looking guy until I beat myself till I look like this. But I'd walk through the dark and I would get spider webs in my face, and so I would use a flashlight. Now the flashlight, I'd look down in front of me, but I'd also look up. I'm looking for those spider webs in my path. Now, I couldn't see a spider web a mile away, but I could see it a few feet away. When you walk and that flashlight is there, it lights up where the next step is going to be. The will of God, the clarity of the next step of the will of God is most often very plain in Scripture. What we we do is we look and we see the word of God, oh, this is the next step. Oh, I don't want to take that step. I want to know the step way over there. God's never going to reveal that to you. God's not going to reveal His will down the road if I'm not taking the step God has for me now. If I am to pray in the will of God to know that I can get and receive what I ask of Him, I have to have an understanding of this book that I can know the will of God so I can be walking and stepping in the light of the Word of God. One of the great promises in the Word of God is 1 John chapter 1, verse 9. Uh, if we confess our sins, he's faithful and just to forgive us our sins and cleanse us from all unrighteousness. Yesterday, Hannah was eating uh, blueberries. She's up in teen class, I think. She was eating frozen blueberries. And she took a picture of her hands after they were purple and red and she took a picture and sent it to our family, Chad, and somebody said it was a murder scene. Looked like she had blood all over her hands. Now, she had to go wash that off because it had stained her hands. The Bible says that when I go to God and confess my sin, that he cleanses me and washes me of all unrighteousness. There's a story that I can't tell today. I'll One day when Brother Ahmad finally dies, I'll tell it. But uh, part of that story is that uh, he had some blood on him the next day that he didn't know was there. I saw it. It was still there. He washed, but he missed a spot. Christian, God doesn't miss a spot. He doesn't miss anything. Cleansed completely. How wonderful that is. How wonderful it is to know the Word of God. We can pray... His will We can be in His will Knowing the will of God Matthew 6.33 But seek ye first the kingdom of God And His righteousness And all these things shall be added unto you Praise God I'm saying this morning You cannot pray in the will of God Without knowing the word of God you can't divorce the two. You cannot have the will of God without the word of God. it They are not separate. They are the same. And I've got to have an understanding of this book. And by the way, I me mean, encourage you. I know we we gave out our reading schedules last week. We've got our calendars if you want to get them. We're only seven days into the new year. And probably there are some here this morning. I'm not going to ask you to raise your hands this morning. But I'm sure there's someone here that... You started the year and man, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to read through the Bible this year. I'm going to follow a reading plan. And Tuesday happened. Friday happened. Saturday happened. <laughs> and like, ah, forget it. I can't do it. Can I encourage you to get back in the Word of God? Amen. Can I encourage you to realize that it's in the Word of God that we learn the will of God? And when I am in the will of God and asking in the will of God, I can know that I receive what I ask of Him. Prayer is receiving, and I can pray and receive when I pray in the will of God. I I know that by surrendering to His will. I, I can do that as I have an understanding of the Word of God. Number three, or point C in your notes, to pray in the will of God, one needs the leadership of the Holy Spirit. We need the leadership of the Holy Spirit. Without the Holy Spirit's guidance, our poor carnal mind's I only get the bare letter of the Bible and not understand the will of God. I love the fact that God says, when I pray, that the Spirit maketh intercession for me. And I can have the leading of the Spirit in prayer. It's amazing how when you ask the Lord and ask the Holy Spirit to do so, He will lead you in what to pray. and will lead you in direction of prayer. The Bible speaks here of God's Spirit, the Bible says, Likewise, the Spirit also helpeth our infirmities. For we know not what we should pray for as we ought. This is Romans 8. But the Spirit itself maketh intercession for us with groanings which cannot be uttered. And he that searcheth the hearts knoweth what is the mind of the Spirit, because he maketh intercession for the saints according to the will of God. God. The Holy Spirit fills in the gaps. Fills in the gaps in our prayer. As I said, so we can know that next step of the will of God, but we don't always know down the road. Sometimes God reveals that to us through His Word. Sometimes God reveals that to us uh, through leadership that God puts in our life to help us and to Uh, To help us make good decisions But we don't always know that direction But can I tell you who does? Holy Spirit Holy Spirit And as we pray We need the leadership of the Holy Spirit uh, To give us that direction in prayer To lead us to receive what we ask for According to the will of God We see that (coughs) phrase in Scripture The Holy Spirit is called the Comforter By our Savior We see that in John 14, John 15, and John 16. That comforter, that word comforter, we we use the word comforter in our vernacular today to talk about a blanket uh, that covers the bed or comes over you and wraps around you. And, And that's not far from the meaning of the word comforter. The word comforter literally means one that comes alongside. One that comes beside of us and comforts us. And is there for us to lean on. The Holy Spirit is there for you, Christian, to lean on in our prayer life. As he leads us in the direction of prayer. John 14, ye know him, for he dwelleth with you, and shall be now for us in you. And how wonderful we have the Holy Spirit to guide us and lead us. He breathed on the disciples, Jesus did, and said, receive ye the Holy Ghost. In John 20. Romans 8, 9 says, But ye are not in the flesh, but in the Spirit. If so be that the Spirit of God dwell in you. Now if any man have not the Spirit of Christ, he is none of his. 1 Corinthians 6, verse 19 and 20 says, What know ye not that your body is the temple of the Holy Ghost, which is in you, which you have of God, and you're not your own, for you're bought with a price? Therefore glorify God in your body and in your Spirit, which are God's. You and I are temples of the Holy Spirit. Now, I heard a preacher one time say, if uh, he was a bigger guy, similar to me, and he said, I'm building a mega church to the Holy Spirit. Uh, we're temples. Uh, we're the dwelling place, the tabernacle of the Spirit of God. And God's Spirit leads us in prayer, asking why? So we can ask. For what we, God wants to give us. For what God wants us to receive. John 14, Jesus said, I will not leave you comfortless. I will come to you. John fourteen twenty six. but the Comforter, which is the Holy Ghost, whom the Father will send in my name, he shall teach you all things and bring all things to your remembrance whatsoever I have said unto you. We see the importance of the Holy Spirit's leadership in prayer, So the blessed Holy Spirit leads us in the will of Christ Calls to our remembrance what the Word of God said that we've studied That we've, we've read, that we've allowed the Lord to saturate our life with He brings it to remembrance He teaches us all the things we need to know As we submit ourselves to Him As we yield to Him And as we meditate on the Word of God with sincere hearts. So we have a a blessed and a sure way to know how to go. A couple years ago, Rebecca and Joss are celebrating their two-year anniversary this weekend. They're not here this morning. But the first spring after they got married, so just a little less than two years ago, uh, we went hunting. And I believe it was me and Darren and Herman together and Rebecca and Josh were coming up to meet us to go hunting that day and Darren and me and Herman we're we're eating uh, some wonderful food enjoying life sitting beside a beautiful lake with no fish in it by the way we found out but I kept calling and texting where are you Josh where are you where are you guys at now Josh had never been there before Rebecca had been there several times. Rebecca's supposed to navigate and tell him how to get there. And I got a text I will never forget from Josh. The text said, "The woman thou gaveth thou gavest me is useless." <laughs> One thing I should have realized is every time Rebecca had been with me there, Rebecca followed the same pattern, all grown up, I'd wake her up to go hunting. Go to wake Rebecca up in the morning. (laughs) She's like another world. She'd get ready, totally still asleep. She'd get in the car. As soon as she get in the car, (sighs) go to sleep. She'd sleep if it was three, four, five, five hundred hours later. She's still sleeping in the car. Uh, We get to where we're going to go. Hey, wake up. (laughs) Okay. She had no idea how we got there far as she knows, you know, we got abducted by aliens, carried across another galaxy. Uh, she doesn't know. So she was in the vehicle, but she was, as Josh said, useless for giving directions. <laughs> she didn't know how to go. I'm sure glad this morning, Christian, that I've got the Holy Spirit living in me. And he can give me direction. And I can trust his directions. When it comes to prayer, I can follow his leadership uh, to pray in such a way that I know that I can receive what I ask of him. So we can ask, John 14, 13, whatsoever ye shall ask in my name, that will I do, that the Father may be glorified in the Son. If ye shall ask anything in my name, I'll do it. Let me help you with something very practical, very rubber meets the road. When we pray and we say, you know, if it's your will, that doesn't make it his will. It's not a matter of us tacking on in Jesus' name. Lord, give me a Lamborghini in Jesus' name. Lord, give us a new building in Jesus' name. Uh, Lord, uh, help me not to have to exercise this year in Jesus' name. No, we, we don't just tack on Jesus' name. This asking in his name is asking in his will. We learn that by submission. We learn that by his word. We learn that uh, through the leadership of the Holy Spirit for what God wants for our life. W- with those things in mind this morning, Number one, we should surrender our will. We should surrender our will and decide we will be willing to have God's will, whatever it is, wherever it leads and whatever it costs. One of my Bible college professors he taught me personal evangelism Brother Larry Smith for a while he was my wife's employee, employer, not employee my wife worked for his family Brother Smith told the story of when he got saved and God called him to preach he said okay God he said I'll I'll, I'll, I'll serve you but I don't want to be a preacher and I don't want to move to Arkansas he ended up pastoring a church in Arkansas So often we tell God, okay, God, I'll follow your will as long as it's not X, Y, and Z. As long as I don't have to do this, I'll serve you. Lord, as long as you don't call me to be a missionary. As long as I don't have to give up what I love or do this or do that, we need to surrender our will and decide that we'll accept God's will, whatever it is, wherever it leads, and whatever it costs. If truly we want to pray in the will of God to receive that yes answer, number two, we should eagerly, eagerly seek in the Bible to find God's will on the subject and to pray according to the expressed will of God written down in His Word. There are many things, Christian, that I know without a doubt of the will of God. Why? The Bible says this is the will of God concerning you. God's word is very black and white. There are many things. I know the will of God. I know. I know without a doubt. Number three, we should earnestly submit, key word there, submit ourselves to the Holy Spirit for guidance and seek clear leadership from God regarding what We should pray for and how. Regarding what we should pray for and how. If the Holy Spirit of God gives us a divine expectancy, a conquering faith, we may be sure we have that answer to prayer. We can know that. We need to go over as we pray and say, God, what is your will? So we can ask in the will of God, surrender to his will, surrender to his word, surrender to the leading of the Spirit. In Genesis 20, uh, 32 verse 26, we see one of God's choicest servants wrestling with him in prayer and physically. And he said, Israel would say, I will not let thee go except thou bless me. He knew, he knew the will of God was to bless him. I will not let thee go. He had confidence in the will of God. Christian, if we put that teaching into practice, we can begin to pray, asking God for concrete things that we know God wants to do. God wants to answer because the answer to prayer is receiving. As we seek to pray in God's will, we can expect daily, regular answers to prayer. Because God wants to give us answers. We can receive from Him exactly what we ask when we pray in the will of God. Remember... Prayer is asking. The answer to prayer is receiving. John sixteen twenty four, ask and ye shall receive that your joy may be full. James chapter four and verse number two, ye have not because ye ask not. Matthew seven, seven and eight, ask and it shall be given you. Seek and ye shall find. Knock, and it shall be opened unto you. For everyone that asketh receiveth, and he that seeketh findeth, and him that knocketh it shall be open. If I pray and I do not receive what I ask of God, the problem's not God. Don't miss that statement. The problem's not God. The problem is obviously I'm asking amiss. I'm asking the wrong thing how many of you like me have ever had a bit of a brain freeze and maybe you've gone to maybe you've never done this maybe your brain works better than mine but I remember one time I went into McDonald's that that's a that's a brain freeze just of itself I don't go to McDonald's but I remember went to McDonald's one time and I ordered a whopper how many of you know that McDonald's doesn't sell whoppers and I, straight face I looked I said yeah give me a whopper And they looked at me and said, what? And I'm like, oh, man, I'm so sorry. Uh, Give me some disgusting thing you have in your menu since you don't have a Whopper. I I just, in my brain, I forgot where I was. And I said, hey, give me a Whopper. They don't have Whoppers at McDonald's. They don't have anything good at McDonald's. But I asked for the wrong thing. I can't get a Whopper at McDonald's because they don't serve Whoppers. They're not going to give me that. If I'm praying for the wrong thing from God, I'm not going to receive it. And it's not God's fault. God's not broken. God's not failing me. God's not powerless. But God wants to give me in his will. God wants to answer. I need to ask God whenever I do not receive what I ask for. Lord, give me direction in prayer. I need to go to the Word of God and say, God, reveal your will to me. Reveal what you want. We we want a, a warm, fuzzy feeling. Rather, we need to stand on the truth of the Word of God and say, okay, I know. I have no question. I know what God wants. I... Went to a place on the West End. Some of you may have been there uh, right off Mayfield. There is a, a hotel, the end of the hotel there. There's an all-you-can-eat sushi place. How many have ever been there? It's not, not high quality, uh, but it is cheap. Amen. And I went there, and Rebecca is craving sushi now that she's pregnant, and she can't have it. And so we, she and I have already set a date Uh, After she has the baby me and her and the baby are going to go eat sushi together. I'm going to teach the baby to eat sushi but you go there they give you a piece of paper and A little pencil and you check you know this I want this I want this Uh, I go down uh, To the sashimi check 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 there you go. That's what I want, but I you check what you want they come to the table they take the piece of paper They go back to those that are making the sushi behind the counter. They give it to them. They make it, and they bring things out as they make it. Now, they bring out what you ask for. They don't bring what you don't want. Can I tell you that any time I've ever been to a place like that, never one time, Brother Mott, have they brought me a California roll because that is not sushi. Uh, And I know some of you think that's sushi. You you people don't like sushi. You don't know what sushi is. But they never brought me a California roll. Uh, They never brought me all the the deep-fried, no. They bring me what I want, what I ask for. I expect that. I don't fill out the paper and say, here, and go sit at the table and go, man, I wonder what I'm going to get. When it comes to the table, I don't go, wow, I'm shocked I got that. I'm not shocked. That's what I asked for. Christian, when you pray... The answer to prayer shouldn't be a shock if we pray in the Word of God. We pray knowing God's will, knowing we can receive. Prayer is asking. The answer to prayer is receiving. Prayer is seeking. The answer to prayer is finding. Prayer is knocking. The answer to prayer is opening of the door. Prayer is asking. The answer to prayer is having, receiving. I beg you this morning, Enter into the privilege that God has given you. The privilege to talk to him, to ask him, to receive of him, and to get the things you need that God wants to give you. We could follow the children of Israel as they left Egypt. As they carried out of Egypt all they could carry. Now you would say, Pastor, that's a lot of stuff. They took everything they could carry. Every person carried all they could carry. Now, that's pretty good if you're going on a few-day trip. That's pretty good if you're going uh, every year. I try to go out. Uh, didn't this year for that long, but I try to get out three or four or five days and go hunting, and I'll pack all my food and all my gear, and I'll pack 20 times more food than I need. And I'll go for a few days. And we always make the joke when I go out, man, we got enough food to live for a month. But hold on. When they carried out everything they could out of Egypt... How long was the trip? 40 years. years. Not 40 days. 40 40 years. Now how is it possible that they could carry just what they could carry and yes they carried a lot out of Egypt but it wasn't long into that trip a week, two, three there was nothing to carry. It was gone. Jesus sought the disciples to pray. Give us this day our daily bread. Can I tell you what God did for his people? God gave them daily bread. God gave them water. By the way, God didn't give them new shoes. God didn't give them new clothes as far as we know. But what we do know is that God made their shoes last... And their clothes last in a desert, in a harsh environment for 40 years. God met their needs. God gave them a pillar of cloud by day and a pillar of fire by night. God led them. God went before them. Now how is it possible they could leave Egypt only carrying what they could carry and they could make it 40 years until they got to the promised land, how'd they make it? Because God answered their prayer. God heard them. When Moses went to God and he called out to God, God picked up the phone. When Moses said, God, the people are hungry. God, they need food. God said, I'm on it. I want to meet the need. God, they're they're thirsty. We need water. God said, I'm on it. When they came to the waters of Mara and they took a sip and the water was so bitter and they couldn't drink and the people needed to drink. God said to Moses, Moses, cut down a tree and put the tree in the water, and the water became sweet. God said, I've got it. I'll take care of you. Christian, God wants to meet your need. God wants you to receive. He wants you to get what you ask of Him. We need to pray in the will of God, knowing that we can receive, for receiving is the answer to prayer. Let's pray together. Lord, how exciting it is for me to realize what you want to do, that you want to meet our needs, that you want to be exalted in our lives. Lord, it's not some kind of magical Wondrous thing that we can't figure out. The Lord, you've given us your word. Lord, help us to go to it. Help us to lean on you. Help us to yield to your will. Help us, Lord, to rest upon the leading of the Holy Spirit when it comes to prayer. Lord, would you reprogram our minds? Lord, to understand that prayer is us asking and that the answer to prayer is us receiving. Lord, as we go to prayer, would you help us to expect answers, to know that we can receive when we pray in your will. Lord, help us not to tag your name on to our desire and expect it to be your will. God, may we be digging and searching and knowing your will that we can pray to receive your answer. Lord, bless us now. Help us as we continue in our services today. Lord, may you be glorified. Lord, be with us in the next several weeks as, Lord, we continue talking about prayer. Lord, we need your help. We need the teaching of the Word of God. Lord, not just prayer for ourselves, but prayer for others, prayer for the lost. Lord, we rest upon you, trusting you. Bless us now this morning. In your precious name we pray.